The mob knows we're the ones who hit their bank. That might have been obvious. I was kind of yelling about it a lot. And that may or may not have been intentional. Last time on Lost Legends of Scotrial. And that's when you got the message that the uh, daughter of Lord Irvan, uh, Veretta, is having a birthday party or a ball to celebrate her 25th birthday. I do love a good party. What's the job? The job is to enjoy their hospitality as much as we possibly can. And maybe uh, set their entire house on fire. There was a courier coming out of the city that got intercepted. We want you to recover the message. What if what if we went in as representatives of the estate of the Irving estate, and we were just like taste testing everything to make sure it was up to our standards, and then we'd have to then. Uh, be the bearer of bad news for said chef. You you really, you just don't know, do you? What did she do? Uh, the, the party is to uh, announce her engagement to your brother. Yeah, maybe um, Finn and Bella can kind of split off first thing in the morning to meet up with their respective contacts. Then go get them to meet up and then go fire a chef. Hello, and welcome back to the Lost Legends of Scadrial Mistborn Adventure Game Podcast. I'm your host and narrator, Trevor, and with me I have the well-roasted dusters. I'm Lena, a.k.a. Belladora Wild. I'm Zach, and I play Finnegan Ballman. I'm John, I go by Clovermite Online, and I play Clytus Logan. Uh, so, let's jump back in. Uh, we will say that it is now the day of the ball to celebrate, uh, Veretta's birthday. Um, and you guys are doing any last minute role playing or preparation, you know, like not anything that you'd necessarily get to have extensive prep on, but you know, like things the day of last minute things as like you're going out the door or something like that. I will have, uh, Clytus role play out, um, Clytus and Finn role play out setting up the, chef um ruse and or any other like last minute details we want to do before we uh jump into the main event what are you talking about ruse chefs are really good at those (laughs) Uh. all right so let's finalize this plan here finn you're gonna go in disguised as a cook and we've got you some underlings I assume you've got room enough in whatever cart you'll be pushing in there to bring some valuables back out inside. Yep, that's the plan, and I've got some food to make it look like we're actually doing something. Always a good idea. Ms. Belladora, I'll be following in as your quote-unquote bodyguard while I go look for this 
package that the courier was supposed to uh, supposedly intercepted by the Irvans and causing whatever ruckus you'd like me to cause. I figure we should just look for the best opportunity to commit a ruckus and uh, go from there. Any, any particular targets you have in mind? Well, uh, how much do you know about the Irvins? Only enough to sneer at them from a distance. As long as you know how to pick them from a crowd, that'll do for me. All right, then. And uh, my underlings have been tasked with uh, finding any quick valuables to steal, as well as uh, finding me a gift of a particular size we're going to take from Ms. Veretta. And I would like to note that when you're talking about Finnegan's underlings, he's confused. Finn, didn't I, didn't I tell you yesterday I hired some hoodlums? No, he's he's confused by the word underlings. He thinks you mean underwear? Well, uh, that all seems set. Finn, you've got a frown. What's your frown? Um, so how, how did you get my measurements? What? For, for the underlings, how did you get my measurements? Under- what? Not under things, Finn. Oh. Survivor, Finn, come you guys, on. You guys don't I call got them you underlings? a group of hoodlums, some apprentices, some people to bounce around, some minions. Riff raff, street rats. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Well, why didn't you say so from the start? I thought I did. More than once. Not just today, but yesterday as well. Well, sometimes it's hard to understand your accent. <sighs> I'll give you that. <laughs> All right, well, I I think what about settles it, unless anybody else has any other details to amend to our particular uh, scheme. All right, then. And, uh... Clytus gets up from the table and puts on his dirty duster and he's wearing absolutely nothing <laughs> that one would properly wear to such an occasion. His as-of-yet unroasted duster. We roasted it, remember? It, it didn't count. <laughs> it counts. <laughs> and uh, gets ready to head on out. Okay, um, let's jump forward to uh, Finn and Clytus. Um, arranging with the hoodlums to uh, exactly what the plan is, like giving them their, their orientation. All right, gentlemen, please take your uniforms. Now, the plan is y'all are going to pretend to be cooks. He, and point to Finn, is going to be your chef. That means he's your boss. You listen to what he says. And, and, and you don't have to salute me or anything. It's okay. Correct. I wasn't going to salute you. Oh, that's not a thing they do? We don't have to salute him. We're not going to salute him. Ah, that works. So the plan is, you need to blend in a little bit, pretend like you're serving hors d'oeuvres or whatever it is he comes up with. And in the meantime, you're scouting for things like silverware, jewelry, any little, little valuable stuff that you can grab and sneak into the cart on the way out. Now, the other thing that I want you to do, and this is important, make sure no one catches you doing this, mind. I need you to grab a nice wrapped present from Miss Veretta 
Uh, about the size of a bread box. Maybe a little smaller, but definitely not bigger. And we're going to be taking one of those as well. Any questions? Well, uh, where, where are you going to be? Because I thought the deal with this job was uh, if we're working with you, you got to be directly working with us. I will be posing as a bodyguard for one of the guests. I have uh, another item of which I am attempting to find. So I'll be less concerned with getting the valuables and more concerned with finding this particular thing as well as causing some disturbances that should hopefully give you enough of a distraction to steal the things you need to steal. I mean, that ends. The way we've got it set up gets everyone into the building to do their own thing. Exactly. If I'm working directly with you, eyes are going to be on me, and therefore they'll be around you. But if they're busy looking at me, and you're off blending in as chefs, you're going to be able to steal stuff a little bit more inconspicuously. Um, give me a charm roll. Oh, I got fours. Yeah, that definitely does it. Um, so he, he doesn't look happy about it, but he reluctantly agrees. Um, and they all put on like the, the uniform, um, that you've been able to put together. That's, um, it's not exactly the same uniform that, uh, they were wearing at Charles D. Uh, Fromage, but, or Fromage, but, it's like close enough to pass. Um, and so, uh, Finn, is there any instructions or anything that you would want to give them? I, I, I feel like if we're going to blend in, cause chef's coats kind of have that double button side too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like suit coats. So I yeah. think he'd make sure like the, some of the details are, are correct. Like, um, like how they would actually wear, Wear the gear. Uh, go ahead and give me a wits roll. I was gonna say, does Finn know how they're supposed to be worn? <laughs> I mean, he would have seen what the chef was wearing. Uh, that's ones. Uh, so with ones, you're able to make sure that there's no like glaring errors in any of the ways that anybody's wearing um anything. You know, like you have them tuck in their shirts and like make them look professional and presentable. But I'm not gonna give you any bonuses. Uh, for just getting ones. That's cool. Uh, but otherwise, no uh, like specific instructions to them. Just leaving them with that general, general speech from Clytus. Um. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Because most of the instruction based stuff will be happening when we get in. Okay. Uh, Bella, is there any last minute thing you wanted to do? Um. Yeah, I might actually go see Fiona and see if I can have a couple words with her. Are you ready for the party tonight? Well, you could say that. Say, I, I had a question. I'm all ears. Fiona, did you... Did you know about the engagement? The, the engagement? What are you talking about? Oh, I thought you might have heard. Is Veretta? Uh, yeah, to Kelson, actually. <gasps> oh, that that can't be true. It tell me, tell me, you're just having a laugh. Believe me, I would love to laugh at this, but uh, unfortunately, as far as I'm able to tell, it's completely true. Um, she kind of uh, sits down in one of the chairs that's nearby 
Like, just looks entirely like her world has been rocked. Yeah, me too. Well, that... That's... That changes everything in the city. I mean, everyone loves Kelson. He... With... I don't even... How will that even... What are you gonna do? I don't know yet, and to be honest, that kind of frightens me. You don't think that... You don't think that he actually loves her, do you? If I if I know Kelson, it, he he would only do this if if he thought he was doing the right thing. Yeah, that's part of what I'm afraid of. The other part of me is just afraid that he's just an idiot. You know how he is. Well, but he, he's he's an idiot with a good heart, uh, heart in him. Yeah. All right, well, I just uh, just wanted to check in with you and see if you knew anything about it. Um, I, I had no idea. I just thought this was, ball was about her birthday. I thought it was strange when I got the, the invitation that she sent me, but that's also why I sent it to you, because there's no way I would go to celebrate her birthday. I wonder how many other people ended up with invitations. I think I might be walking into a trap here, but uh, thanks for being a friend, Fionn. You know, you can always count on me. If uh, if things don't go well and uh, you need a place to hide, you know where to find me. <laughs> thanks. I'll keep that in mind. And yeah, after getting all dolled up, I guess I'm headed out. Okay, um, do you let Clytus just, like, go dressed as he, you know, like he doesn't get, have a care in the world? Yeah, I don't give a shit. I'm sorry, <laughs> I don't, I don't care very much. <laughs> That's the spirit. Um, so let's go ahead and we will, uh, stop beating around the bush and get to the actual night of. Um, when do you two show up and... What is your manner of approach? Fashionably late, for one. And um, I'm just going to waltz right up to the doors and present my invitation. Okay. Um, do you have Clytus, like, at your side, or is he just kind of following along a couple steps behind? Yeah, I'll, I'll loop my arm through his and walk right in with him. Oh, we're going with this approach. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think that they would buy a bodyguard that's quite that close. Uh, so, Clytus, I imagine that you hand over uh, your invitation as well at the same time that she does. Yep. Okay. Um, so you guys hand them over. Um, the people who are at the door, um, the servant. Um, I don't know what his t- title would be, concierge, something like that. Um, at the door, um, glances at the invitation, um, and then when he looks over at Clytus, he kind of frowns and his eyes narrow a little bit, and you see him like reach behind him where he grabs another one of the invitations and kind of compares them, uh, back and forth a couple of times. And real quick, uh, but then the moment after he looking locks over this, eyes with Clytus, full predatory smile, laser eye contact boring into him. <laughs> uh you know what uh go ahead and 
Uh, I guess we'll make this a charm roll. All right. Can I get a bonus for my grizzled feature? Uh, sure. Oh, I got fives and a nudge. <laughs> uh, so, like, you, you give him that great big smile, and, like, he he's reaching behind him to grab the other invitation to compare it to, and, like, suddenly starts shaking, and he drops the invitation that he of yours that he was holding um and then just kind of like bows and like gestures for you guys to enter and Cladis looks smug as a smug as all get out uh let's pause right there real quick uh we'll jump over to finn because he would have had to have started to get set up quite a bit before this if you guys are showing up late um so finn uh you show up to the house what is your manner of approach um do I have the cart and the, uh, and the, uh, uh, yeah, you're, you're fully me? prepared. So you can, you can describe like how you look like given all of your preparations, like in the goons that you have, everything like that. So he's kind of, so he's kind of got, uh, so he's kind of got the, uh, the, he got, he's got some boots going like the black boots, not his like normal, like leather brown boots. They're a little bit nicer and some, and some nondescript like blacker pants with the, uh, uh, with the chef, and he feels pretty confident that he's got this look. He's got this look relatively down, um, and he's gonna he's gonna confidently walk up to the uh, uh, to uh, what I'm assuming is kind of like a back entrance to the manor for the purpose of getting things in and out for the event. Okay, um, go ahead and give me a wits roll. Fives. Okay, perfect. Yeah, you um despite like the length of the the like extent of the property, um, you're able to tell just from all of the experience you had sometimes delivering to places like this that were like built out um like in further parts of the basin, um, that you were like just directly li- uh, delivering to these large manors. So you know like where delivery and like you know where the help is supposed to report to and um show up to that door uh explain who you are and they let you right in and you are now in the kitchen area um with um did we ever specify how many people are with him I thought it was two uh, I don't I don't know that you did I I thought it was like 3 or 4 Oh really Yeah I was thinking around 4 Oh okay So you've got these four guys with you um, and you're in the kitchen and left to your own devices at the moment. All right, lads. Here's what we're going to do. We are going to do stuff. If you have any, if you have any home cooking, anything like that, um, I'm welcome to suggestions. But for the most part, we're here to look like we're doing something. Any questions? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give them a wits roll. <laughs> uh, you want us to cook? I mean, just like finger foods and snackages, and you know, maybe, maybe, maybe a nice stew. And if anyone, <laughs> um, if anyone asks you any questions, just say it's all the rage in Ellendale. <laughs> uh, so you you let them uh, start to get to work on things. Um, and it's, 
not reassuring the both the the air of confident like the the lack of an air of confidence around them as they're moving around as well as like the the like an incredibly large amount of uh of cursing and swearing as like one of them accidentally cuts himself on the knife and starts bleeding um it all together <laughs> it looks like this is an, just an incredible mess it's all the rage in Ellendale. <laughs> Um, so the guy who cut himself, um, he uh, starts to leave to go to find some place to take care of the cut. The cut, yeah. Yeah. Um, before he goes, would I s- kind of, just based on being around places, would I be able to tell where there might be like some kind of first aid? Uh, give me another wits roll. Fours. Uh, you are able to find one in the kitchen, and so he um, kind of reluctantly comes back in and treats the wound there. Now, uh, one last thing. Would I have any, like, uh, living on the docks, would I have any, like, particular recipes that might come to mind as something I'd have, like, some sort of specialty making? Um, I'm going to make this one a spirit roll. So three dice since you've already spent one spirit. Yes, sir. Twos. Um, you know of a decent uh, gumbo that you could make using uh, the ingredients that you have, um, as well as like a couple of like really really basic um, things that can be placed on trays. You know, like we're um, it's almost like you you're opening up like a can of sardines and putting it on a cracker. Okay, I kind of I kind of. Uh... Stop everyone with what they're doing. All right, change of plans, because this obviously is not working. I've got some ideas. Watch me, and I'll kind of show them how to how to do it, and I'll get uh, stew started, like the gumbo started, uh, get the stock going for that, uh, and get the ingredients prepped. Um, Give me one more wits roll. Ugh, come on, I need you. Mm, one nudge. <laughs> okay, so as you're like having them gather close to watch you and what you're doing, um you get like really focused and intent on the food and you fail to notice as they turn and look at each other and give each other nods of the head and then all four of them are going to try and grab you. Oh gosh. Um so we are going to move this into combat. Um, I don't know if we maybe want to pause right here and go back to Bella and Clytus for a little while or work that out and what's going to happen there first. Um, let's pause. Let's pause here (laughs) for me. (laughs) Let's let's give Zach a second to catch his breath. Oh, this is going to be interesting. I'm going to have to work around not knowing how that plays out (laughs) while we're playing in the future. This but, is uh, this is kind of an interesting it. dynamic, though. I kind of like it. It's like that TV trope where they're like, they start out in the future, and then they go mm-hmm. back to the past to find out what actually happened. Yeah, no, I'm all about this. I am all about this. Let's do it. Uh, so you walk in, and uh, the ballroom that they've prepared is the most uh, illustrious that they have. Um, one of the things that the Irvans boast of is that they have quite a few of them, and they rarely ever host any events in this hall. Uh, but there is a beautiful display of stained glass window that they claim is original, uh, like original. It, obviously, it's a lie, but they claim it was reclaimed from original Luthadel keeps 
and Worf are, are the actual mosaics from the time of the Lord Ruler depicting uh, the religion of sliverism. Um, I'm not sure if that's what it would have been called back then, but what it's been um, increased to now, you know, the, the deepness in one area being represented, um, and then just several of the Lord Ruler and his ascension to power. Um, the rest of the ballroom um, is completely decorated. Uh, there's a live band playing on a small raised dais, um, and several couples are already dancing. But as you look around, you've not been able to notice uh, Kelson or uh, Veretta having made an appearance yet. Okay. Um, I'm going to lean over to Clytus and just kind of whisper in his ear. Um, I'll give him a kind of brief description of Kelson and uh, say, if you happen to see him, would you mind pulling him aside if you can and asking him if everything's all right? Can do. Thank you. Uh, I'm just not supposed to be talking to any member of my family, and I don't want to complicate things before I'm ready to complicate them, you know? You mean like bringing in a coloss-blooded arm-in-arm? Well, I mean, like I said, complicating things before I'm willing to complicate them. I see. All right. I have a question. What is the most flammable looking thing in here? Um, there are very, very long um, tapestry-like curtains that run from the first floor to the vaulted ceiling. Okay. Any chandeliers about? Um, there would probably be one very large one right in the center. Um, I'm imagining like there's a, a big dome over the ballroom, like where the actual dance floor is. And then um, the rest of it is like the, the ceiling kind of where the dome ends, drops in, and it's like a regular. And they've got the really big crystal chandelier right in the center there. Nice. I do love dropping a good chandelier. Um, I'm just going to put this out there as a reminder. You also have a Molotov cocktail. If you yeah, I was yeah about that's, to ask, that's why I you, asked about. Did you smuggle those in in your bustle? I did, yes. Okay. They are smuggled in. My shotgun is also there. And I don't know what I'm going to do with either of those things just yet. <laughs> <laughs> and Clytus has his Molotov in his uh, in his duster. Oh yeah, my that was my other question. Um, does there seem to be any security in here? And yeah, um, what does there's... that look like? <laughs> There's nothing obvious at first glance, but go ahead and give me a wits roll. Oh, my favorite. Ah, uh, twos. Um, you do notice a couple of uh, familiar faces that you've had run-ins with the past. People that they've specifically hired because they looked rather... Um, a little bit like Finn, and that uh, that might even be where like you got the inspiration for it. Is like there's a couple of them in particular that you know, like this one's an Alamancer and can do this, and so you recognize that like the, the usual sp- suspects that you used to run into are around. Okay, uh, yeah, I might just kind of hang out along the outside edges and start trying to formulate some sort of plan. And on that note, uh, I'd like to have Clytus kind of going in full scout mode, trying to figure out based off of 
uh, patterns of people moving, layout of the place, uh, where the most likely direction would be to start looking for that package. Uh, go ahead and give me a wits roll. Can I get a bonus for anything? Bounty hunter, maybe? Uh, no. Um, so you, uh, were led, um, like, I'm not sure if you would have, uh, walked in or arranged for a carriage, but however it was, um, you would have been led to an outside door, uh, that leads directly into this ballroom, and so you're not quite sure, other than the servants going out through this one doorway, um, where, like, where the secure parts of the building might be from here. I hate this place. <laughs> Do you need some help, Cladis? I definitely could. I am totally off of my groove ever since I've come to this city. Yeah, it does that sometimes. You know, say, and I'm just gonna like sidle us a little bit closer to where there might be some sort of grouping of people, and just loud enough to be in earshot. I'm gonna say. I'm a little disappointed with the catering here. I would have expected them to be, you know, going above and beyond, but kind of slim pickings, huh? <laughs> nice segue. <laughs> you know, let's uh, let's go back and see about that. Um, <laughs> so we're going to go into combat. Um, Finn, since you're getting surprised, um, you're going to declare first even though their wits is lower than yours. Okay. So you have pretty much no idea that you're being attacked either. So Okay. So that's it, I I I'm a little I I'm still a little confused with how they treat surprise, but Okay, well, I guess if I'm like currently unaware, I guess I'd I'd use this beat to keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah, so I guess the way that that work, ends up working out is since you can't react to something you don't know about yet, any die pool that you form will be cut in half since you have to redeclare your action. Okay. We'll we'll play it that way. Um but yeah, basically all four of them are going to try and restrain you in some capacity, like one on each limb essentially. Okay. Um so uh then I would assume you're going to use your uh redeclare in order to So what I, so what I'll do if Okay, so what I do is um I'd like to uh instinctively use my metal mines to try and get out of any holds and potentially put one into a hostage hold. Okay. Um so they're going to have uh die pools of four each. Uh I'll give you a plus one for close quarters combat and plus one for being stronger than you look. Um so at the moment you have eight dice. Doesn't that get cut down? Oh, yes, yeah, so that would... Well, he, it just depends on how many charges he's going to put in, also. So, let's... Where am I at right now? Uh, you would be at four right now. Four? But I'm going to say that your charges also get cut in half, because you have to decide how much you're pumping into it at the beginning of combat. Okay, I'm going to put enough charges in to get to six. Uh, okay, so that would be... Forty? More, more, right? Forty charges. 
Uh, okay, so the then you would get first attempt. You get to choose how many of your dice you're going to use, but keep in mind that the more that you use here, the less you have to defend with. That's right. Okay. So you might be able to successfully take one out of the picture, but then you've got three of them that are coming at you. Okay. Well, what I'm trying to do is to put a body in front between me and them. Okay. So that's kind of where I'm going for with that. That way I'd be able to that way I'd be able to get a moment to do something else. Okay. Um so I'm going to yeah, I'll roll 4 for the uh for the attempt here. Uh I think he is going to roll all four of his as well. Fours. He got nothing. Um so one of them, um, we'll say it's even that guy, like, puts his arm, uh, puts a hand on your wrist and tries to grab you, and you instinctively, having been in a couple of fights like this before, uh, just instead, like, use that to pull him forward, grab his wrist, pull him around, and then now you've got your back to the table, um, with your arm around this guy's neck and him in front of you. Now wait just a minute, lads. What do you think you're doing? Um, the guy number two is going to use his four dice to try and, um, like, take your other arm that's not wrapped around this guy and, like, twist it behind you. Are you defending with any dice? Uh, yeah, I'll defend with... How many dice is he using, or do I not know? Uh, he's using four dice. Okay, I'll defend with two. And I am giving him a negative one modifier for uh, the defensive position you've put yourself in. Mm, nothing. Uh, he got two threes and two nudges. Um, so he is going to um, put a die forward onto the next guy, who will then have five dice to try and get your leg. Um, two threes and a nudge again. Uh, we'll say that nudge doesn't do anything. And then the last guy on your last leg, um, did not get anything. So, um, you've got the one guy that you've got the arm around his neck, but the, um, two of the guys, one of them is like twisting your arm behind your back. Um, even though he's got the table in between, he's like gotten, been able to leverage you. So that way it's starting to twist and hurt a little bit. And the other guy is starting to pull one foot out from under you, so you lose your balance. Um, we'll go back to the top of the round. And uh, the only one who is doing anything other than what they were already doing is the guy who's going to try and break your hold on him. Okay. Uh, what would you like to do? Um, I'd like to kick the guy off that's uh, currently on my leg. I'd make that an enhanced kick to try and get him to, like, kind of get pushed into the wall there. Um, okay. Yeah, that'll be that'll be mine. Uh, so I'm going to give you just the plus one for course, close quarters combat. Uh, so you are at seven dice before you spend any charges. Uh, I'm going to use two more charges. So you get 190 charges left, and you have nine dice. Um, how many would you like to spend on this? Um, for the kick, I'm going to do four. He is going to defend with all four of his. That's fives in a nudge. <laughs> One, two, three, four, six. So, <laughs> uh, 
Um, you, uh, yeah, you are able to just, like, send him flying off of you, and he slams into the wall with a thud, um, and he is now effectively taken out of the fight. Um, the guy who's gonna go next is the guy trying to break your hold on him. Um, he's gonna do so with four dice. Uh, are you defending with anything? Um, no. Okay, he got fives and a nudge. Ooh, yeah. So um, he's able to use like the awkward, uh, awkward motion of the kick to spin your arm out and like turn back around and face you. Um, the guy on your arm is going to continue to try and push that in to disable you through the pain of it. Uh, defending with any dice? Uh, yes. I'm going to go with five. Five's in a nudge. Okay, yeah, he didn't get anything. So since you had such a wildly different outcome, um, I'm going to say that he you actually break his hold on the um, on your arm. Uh, the last guy is going to change his action, and he is going to pull out a revolver and spend this round aiming it. Oh, come on, why you got to bring the guns into this? And he's also going to take one step back from you. Um... Go ahead, and we'll go top of the round. Uh, you declare first. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the guy that um, that just released his hold, or that just got into the hold with me. I'm going to try and use my strength to push him into the guy with the gun. Okay. Um, the uh, other two guys, seeing that one guy has been taken out and that the... Uh, um, Guy has started to pull out guns. They're going to pull out their uh, revolvers as well and try and, like, take a step back from you. So all of that's going to generate no dice. They are going to get some defensive dice, the guy that you're trying to... Um, I'm sorry, what did you say you were doing to him? I was going to toss him into the guy with, that had first pulled out the gun that took a step right. back already. Right. Um, so how many charges are you putting into that? Oh, if any. I think I'm going to need all ten for this one. So what are my bonuses first? Um... This is more or less a complete feat of strength, so I'm not quite sure that close quarters combat helps with that. What about but what about unassuming muscle? I'd be willing muscle? to take input from uh, Lena and John. Or stronger than he looks. Stronger than he looks. I mean, you, like you got well. that one when they first gotcha. when they first went for it. So that's that one's more of like a one time like bonus die early on thing. Gotcha. So yeah, I, I don't think you're going to get any bonuses for this one. But you're spending forty charges. Yep. Okay, how many are you rolling against him? Um, I'm going to roll four. Okay. He is going to defend with the uh, defense dice that he gets. Ones and a nudge. He got ones and a nudge as well. Um, so you guys are more or less engaged in grapple um, with each other. Um, the uh, guy who is on your leg... Uh, it has stepped back and is now spending his round aiming the gun. Oh, and right. the guy who spent last round aiming um, is going to say, just give up nicely. We don't want to make this ugly. That's a thrust with you. All right. We will go ahead and jump back to the ball then. Um, in uh, We'll say that you guys have been there for uh, quite a little while. Um. And it seems very unusual to you that they're, um, that they haven't arrived yet, either Kelson or Veretta. 
Um, and that's when you start to hear like an angry chanting outside. Uh, as there um, is a large group of regular common folk marching up towards the gates, yelling and uh, carrying signs led by uh, Sindrin and Brill. Love that for them. Oh dear. Looks like we've got a bit of a kerfuffle on our hands, Cladis. My, my. I think that maybe we should use a distraction to excuse ourselves for a moment. Um, and would we know where the, uh, where the facilities are? Or would I know where the facilities are so that I could, like, excuse us without making too much of a ruckus? Uh, there would probably be pretty easily accessible, um, ones, like, to the ballroom. But, um, I would say that it wouldn't be too hard while people are, like, muttering and like talking to each other to try and like sneak away either into the servants corridor or through some other means to get away from the main room. Okay. Uh, yeah. Servants quarters might be a good bet. Okay. So go ahead and we'll make this a, um, hmm. we'll make this a charm roll. Okay. I think, uh, making your way non-discreetly, or discreetly across the room and then getting out is is a measure of looking looking reserved and I think charm works cool. for that. That was fours. Okay. Um Clytus, I'm also gonna need a charm roll from you as well. Do I get anything for deceptively lackadaisical? You can add one for deceptively lackadaisical. Absolutely. I got threes. Okay, uh, perfect. So, yeah, you guys um, just happen to, like, blend into people who are happening to be walking that way uh, until finally you find a gap in where people are using um, the door to slip out into the hall uh, outside of the ballroom. So what is it exactly you're looking for again, Cladis? Some kind of courier package. And do you have any idea where it might be? No. That is... Cladis has, like, a pout. To tone that to is it. unfortunate. Okay, uh, let me just rack my brain for a second. And uh, do would I know where they might put something of that sort? Um, uh, give me a wits roll. Okay. Uh, that was ones. Uh, I'm gonna say ones is good enough. You've had enough experience, like with them. Um, to say, like, I, I think it's plausible that you might have broken in before and you would know, like, where their study is. All right, I know where their study is. That's the most likely candidate. <laughs> Lead the uh, way. Shall we? All right. And I'm going to head up towards the study, being as surreptitious as possible. Uh, both of you give me a spirit roll. Oh, God. I'm going to hit you guys both where it hurts. Nothing. Nothing. Okay, um, you make it around the corner. Uh, you run into Gufton Irvan, who is dressed in a slovenly-looking uh, suit that's untucked. Uh, his shirt is untucked in one area. The button is actually buttoned up. Um, Gufton has always been kind of the one in the family who understands exactly how good his life can be if he pr- like pretends to be incompetent. You know for a fact that he's not as dumb as he lets on, but... It's a all very spirit. calculated. 
What's that? I said a oh, kindred yeah. spirit. <laughs> uh, but um, generally, a, like you, based on your previous interactions with him, Bella, you know that part of the reason that he looks and acts the way he does is specifically to avoid having to like work for the family in any meaningful capacity. Okay. Has he noticed us? Uh, I would say that he has noticed you, but he has not recognized you yet. Um, he kind of is like giving you a questioning eye and has crossed his arms in front of him. Clytus is going to try to sneak up behind him. <laughs> okay, no. He <laughs> definitely does not work. Oh, I don't even get a roll? No, no, no. That's what the spirit roll was. No, you basically like round a corner and run into him. Right, but I meant like while he's frowning at Bella, like walk up behind him. Yeah, but you're you're right next to him. Okay, then I'm not doing it stealthily. <laughs> you're just gonna walk. You're just gonna keep walking and then turn around behind him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm not gonna say this is necessarily even a roll. Um. He is going to turn with you and stare at you as you like walk behind him. As he's what doing do that, I'm walking away. Doing? Same thing as with the guard. Predatory smile, laser eye contact. No words. Okay. Uh, and I made that a charm roll before, right? Plus yep. one for grizzled. Yep. I'm yep. hustling away. Uh, continuing in the direction of the study or the other way? Um. If if there's like a a side path that I could use to like go around without going like near him. Like if there's an alternate way for me to get to the study, that's what I'm gonna be doing. If not, then just opposite way. Uh Clytus, what did you get for your roll? One's in a nudge. Um I can't roll anything tonight. Except <laughs> when it's a sense sack. <laughs> so um one, three, four, five, six. Um, so he, he then like looks at that smile. He says, you know what? It's none of my business anyway. And he turns around <laughs> and he keeps walking. And Gladys is just locked on him the whole time with the smile. Till he walks out of the uh, eyesight. <laughs> uh, so with that having been taken care of, um, you guys make your way pretty easily to the study, but the study door is locked. If only we had Finn. <laughs> we're sorry no one is available to take your call um, please leave a message after the tone would it be appropriate to say hello dorkness my old friend <laughs> <sighs> you know any of that lock picking skills do I look like I know any lock picking skills Bella you're one I'm of those that take a couple th- oh go ahead bobby pins out of my hair and i'm gonna try to pick the lock um give me a wits roll uh you're gonna have a negative one outcome for not having the correct tools that's very valid as i was just saying you're the kind of character who does things that she doesn't look like she can do well i got nothing and my bobby pins break (laughs) yep (laughs) so uh now your hair does not look as fancy as it did before Okay, I stand uh, corrected. Good news is nobody else is going to be getting into that door either. 
on account of my bobby pins being stuck in the lock. Bad news is that means we're not getting in there unless we use a bit of brute force. Clytus tries to kick the door in. <laughs> uh, give me a physique roll plus two for uh, Kolos blood. Alright, I got three nudges, so I'm going to use two of those to re-roll everything. I got three nudges again. <laughs> Can I recycle? <laughs> Uh, will you have anything left? Uh... Oh, yeah, you'll still have three dice, won't you? Yeah, I'll still have three, yeah. (laughs) Two nudges and a one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, you, uh, kick the door, and it doesn't make a very loud noise, but it also does not move. So you haven't drawn attention to yourself yet, but you don't feel like you've made any progress getting into the door either. I hate this place. (laughs) 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 Oh man, as much as I'm so looking forward to what's behind that door, um, I think we're going to go ahead and end the episode there. Next episode, we find what's behind the door. Maybe? (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. Will Finnegan finally be able to stop grappling with people? <laughs> or actually no, let's let's resolve that just a little bit let's uh before we end the episode. Oh, okay. Um so are you was that uh giving up or was that more spitting in their eye before they start shooting at you? Well, what's what's happening next? Um that all depends on if you're going to uh to to do the the easy way or the hard way. I'm still grappling with one person. What I'd like to do is use him as kind of like a uh use him as a weapon and have and like launch him still holding on to him mind you so that he kicks the two guys in the face um i'm going to have to get a success with several nudge or two at least two nudges in order for you to be able to hit both of them i'll risk it okay um i'm going to say that uh they're, one of them's going to take a shot at you if uh, you are still resisting. Okie dokie. Um, and he's going to get a plus one die for the aiming that he did the previous round. Okay. Um, so how many charges are you using? Uh, yeah, 40. Okay. And so you go first. How many dice would you like to use to make this happen? Um, Eight. Okay, uh, one of them is going to defend with four. The one who's going to shoot you is going to defend with zero. Fours and two nudges! <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, you uh, take this extra, and you manage to um, knock the one guy with it and knock his aim off and send him sprawling to the ground and continue on uh, following through with your swing, and you uh, knock it into, like, you manage to hit him in the face, and you ruin his aim, so he loses that die, but um, I'm not going to say this necessarily incapacitates him either. But the the one guy, the one who was threatening you and was speaking to you, who wasn't going to shoot at you, he is out of the fight. Um, So he is going to take the shot at you now. Defending with two. Twos. Uh, he got twos as well. 
So you manage to spoil his aim just enough that it shoots into the side. <laughs> oh, God. Um, and um, he uh, takes another step back from you as he uh, resets his position. Um, so we'll say we're back at the top of the round. Um, you have the the guy that you're swinging around is just dead weight now. He's been knocked unconscious. Uh, but you've still got the guy with the gun in front of you. I'm going to walk right up to him and attempt to break his wrist. Okay. Um, he is now two steps away from you, so you can take the turn to do two steps closer to get into that kind of range, but you won't be able to do your action. Do I still get defensive dice? Yeah, yeah. If he shoots you, shoots at you, you get six defensive dice. Okay, yep. That's what I'm doing. Getting right up to him. There will be more, and um, before he shoots you, he's going to um, say, there'll be more coming since they heard the gunshot. Be easier for you if you just give up now. If everything goes according to plan, you won't even be hurt. Well, what exactly is the plan? Because this isn't the one I was involved in. Oh, that's on a need-to-know basis. But this is your last chance to stand down peacefully. <laughs> this is your last chance to stand down peacefully. Before I throw you out the door. Good help is so hard to find these days. Uh, he's going to take the shot. That's fives. Yeah, he got threes, so you managed to get close enough and push the gun out of the way. Um, at, with you you there right in front of him, he is going to just drop the gun and, be, and put his hands up. Uh, but he's also got kind of a, well, you got me, but you might not, uh, you're still not out of the woods yet, smile on his face. And we will leave it there on an even bigger cliffhanger. Oh boy. Or girl. <laughs> uh, thank you everyone so much for listening. Um, this has been a lot of fun finally doing some homebrew stuff with this group. Uh, I'm really excited to close out the season and uh, really excited for what's behind that study door. But next week it is. Uh, or two weeks from now it is. So until then, I uh, hope you have a wonderful time and make sure you tell a friend who loves Brandon Sanderson about us. Bye. 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 Hey, one quick announcement before we leave for the episode. Uh, I just wanted to remind everyone we are collecting questions for our mailbag right now. Um, you can send us to us on Discord um, or at email, lostlegendsofscadriel at gmail.com. Or there's also a survey attached in the episode notes. Uh, so if you have any questions, try and get it to us in the next couple of weeks before we finish up uh, Season 1.5 at the end of this storyline. And then we will do another decompress review episode uh, like we did uh, with Season 1. And so if you have any questions, go ahead and let us know. We'll catch you again in two weeks. Mistborn and all related properties are owned by Brandon Sanderson and Dragonsteel Entertainment. The Mistborn Adventure Game, the Alloy of Law Supplement, and the Masks of the Past Supplement are owned by Crafty Games. Special thanks to Steve Argyle for letting us use his artwork for the logo, and to Boardroom Design for putting the logo together for us. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and YouTube at LLOS Podcast, or join our Discord community. We hope that you'll give us a 5-star review on iTunes or whatever podcast provider you use. And make sure you tell a friend who loves Brandon Sanderson. Thanks for listening. Tune in next time.
Uh, yeah. It's a Kelrose, actually. Oh, wait, what did I name my... my uh, Kelson. Kelson. Oh, <laughs> I, I was my very confused brother's name wrong. <laughs> okay, 